You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Why, hello. Once again, it is time to talk about the challenge that is universal. Why, you sound pretty morose there, Tom. I'm not morose. It's just... um, I mean, all right, I think we just need to talk about it now and get over it now with, so okay. then we can have a fun, jolly, uh, chaotic <laughs> podcast that we normally do. Um, people on Twitter, you all need to go outside and touch some grass <laughs> because the number of armchair body language experts out there is just obscene. It is ridiculous and you all need to just chill. Yeah, I think um, I only have one thing to say yeah. about this whole fiasco, which is that sometimes when people call people out for, you know, perceived sexism or racism, whatever it is, they're doing two things. Yeah. One is calling the person out. Mm-hmm. But the second thing that they're doing is speaking on behalf of other people who they presume to be victims in the situation. And I thought that um, Sharif, in a couple of her tweets, summed it up perfectly, that she doesn't appreciate being made a victim of. Um, and she was actually saying the contrary. Yeah. Um, many times people just didn't listen. So sometimes I just feel like we're trying to do something. We think we're doing a good thing by doing that. But um, we're actually speaking over other people in the process. And that's not, you know, the best thing either. So that's all I have to say on this subject. Okay, I have a little bit more to say about this. <laughs> of course you do. Um, I don't know why, but I think it just it really raises my hackles because of all of the things that people could get upset about. And there's a lot of very valid things that yeah. people should be angry about. Mm. For example, the fact that the current British Prime Minister is possibly the most corrupt we've had in a century. Well, yes. Or the fact that, you know, we're just watching steadily more and more companies just collapse into one big super corporation yeah which is worse for us or the fact that the bbc is having a massive decrease in funding which could have an impact on the show in the future I we know. just don't know because i don't know how commercially viable uh, the show is outside of a niche interest yeah there are a lot of valid things to maybe be concerned about reading misogyny into someone's actions and in doing so, being misogynistic yourself <laughs> is not the big gotcha you think it is. Yeah. And I'm going to say a special shout out to all of the Imperial team who've had to spend so much time telling people to just shut up and yeah. let them be. Mm. Specifically, you know, Fatima Sharif, who has been... I, I love her, by the way. Oh, she's fantastic. She's great. But she has been more than patient with the worst kind of people online. Likewise, you know, yeah, and my heart's out to Michael Mays because you do not deserve the amount of flag that you've been getting. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I used to think sometimes that I used to find it funny that we do a whole podcast about this show. But, you know, to to know that there's people out on Twitter that spend time actually scrutinizing the body language of players, tweeting about them. I don't feel so bad about doing this podcast. And the Daily Mail and The Sun got oh, yeah. in on this. Well, there's an audience for it. We've just, you know, well, one, just taking the tweets at face value and not taking any time to maybe reaching out to the people that maybe are being targeted. Because they should get a chance to speak for themselves. Because, yeah. you know, I'm sure that, you know, I mean, Fatima made herself very feel very clear. And I'm sure that if you asked um, uh, Jamie Sajid of yeah. Birmingham, she would probably have something very similar to say. I don't know. I don't think... I've seen her on Twitter, so I, I'm not going to speak on yeah, her behalf either. Yeah. But it's very clear from how um, uh, Michael Joe Bartel has been uh, talking online that mm-hmm. it's very much uncalled for. Yeah, yeah. And look, everyone gets into the university challenge because they want to be lovely and have fun. This mm. is a silly program where you get to be nerds on the internet. And just know things just for the sake of knowing them. Exactly. Just 
you know, people get your heads out of your rears because <laughs> life is too short for this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, uh, shout outs to the Imperial team. And also, uh, I have to say, especially to um, Mr. Russell Jones, yeah. who, uh, you know, stuck his neck out and was speaking yeah, on behalf of these people, people and got so much flack for it. I know, I know. And it's just, can be a nightmare sometimes. You know, hey, uh, Ben, you're doing, you're a far braver man than I, uh, yeah. you know, well done on, on doing so. Yeah. And I'm sure that you're speaking from a place of knowledge as opposed to what some people are insinuating. Yep. And, and just to wrap this bit yes. up before we go into the rest of the episode, uh, we just want to plug what we have planned plugged before which is just to be kind if you're on twitter talking about university challenge you know just be kind um so yeah moving into the actual episode king's yeah, college london for the, for the fun <laughs> king's college london versus imperial so this was um actually not the closest uh, closely most closely fought <laughs> i mean competition let's just say no and um let's let's uh, be honest with ourselves uh, we were not expecting uh, this to be as close as it was last um, episode. Yeah. Because um, Kings did have some of the lowest scores of uh, winners. Yeah. And that's not to say that they didn't do well. <laughs> they are a strong team. Yeah. It's just that the way the questions lined up mm. was where specifically Max Zang just absolutely tore the questions All apart. All those geography questions, indeed. And not just geography questions. There were others which fell into his wheelhouse. And he was... Was pulling a Hutchinson is yeah. the only way I could describe it. Some that it. fell into his wheelhouse and some that didn't, but yeah. he still managed to get those. But uh, yeah, anyway, I thought KCL made some good attempts, but um, fortunately were really outmatched this time. No, there are definitely moments where they shine. You know, Satya Naf was definitely yeah. you know, showing his uh, Bedouin, medal. Yeah. Bedwin, of course, Rashid. Um, I have to say, I really like a captain who is willing to nominate when, um, you know, saving the few precious seconds of saying sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Just say, yes, you sound yeah. correct. I'm just going to let you say yeah, it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I want to give a shout out to Rashid for having the most beautiful way of enunciating <laughs> nominate. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Yeah, if this man does not get a presenting job after he graduates, then he <laughs> is denying the world a wonderful gift. He, he is indeed. He is indeed. So... I think, just to put a little bow on uh, the Kings uh, London team, I think that they were outclassed, yeah. uh, but there's no shame in that. I think yeah. that they still tried their best. They yeah. were still getting stuck in, yeah. and they were still you know, playing with a smile. They were still mm-hmm. enjoying themselves, which I think is the most important aspect of uh, this competition. Mm-hmm. But alas... And as we will see later on in Stats Corner, not uh, the performance that you think it was. Absolutely. As usual, so... Yeah, but before we uh, dive into Stats Corner, just a little smidgen <laughs> of a taste right there. Let's talk about the Imperial... Uh, that. My God, the Imperial team, I feel like um, they must have a very, very keen strategy behind them just because of how efficient they are. They, they're like a machine, I think, a well-oiled machine. It is just pure distilled brilliance from mm, that team. Yeah. It just has to be said. Everything from uh, their uh, conferral methods, their... Their the, specialization. The distribution of buzz-ins because, yeah. you know, everyone was getting stuck in. Everyone, yeah. And, you know, regardless of what people think, there's obviously see something that's working well and they're gelling well together because you know everyone's very willing to listen in there's a lot of trust there's a lot of trust you know and you know sometimes they make a mistake it happens move on yeah yeah but they move on Uh, there's no name calling there's no kind of like you know everyone says that's my bad that's okay move on Mm. 
they're still doing very well. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyable performance. I, I, I enjoyed myself so much. Yeah, I mean, we've said it before, and we'll say it again. Great on some of their parts. Brilliant team with some truly stand-up performances, especially from Singh. But also, <laughs> no. I have to say that Sharif was on point this yeah, time around. Yeah, she was, she was. And if I can just say a little thing about Singh. Uh, so coming from Singapore myself, uh-huh. I can tell you firsthand that Singaporeans have mastered the art of memorizing <laughs> an obscene amount of information. I, I kid yeah. you not, I used to, uh, back in secondary school, there would be techniques and tricks on just how to memorize as much information, entire textbooks. There are people in Singapore that sell volumes of books and seminars teaching kids how to memorize. I mean, this is a, a, an industry, a well, sound, industry. That sounds dystopian. <laughs> I, I kid you not, I kid you not. I, did you take your first major exam when you're 11 years old? Seven years old. I mean, seven we, years old. Well, it's not a major exam, but we start getting examined from seven years old. I think they've scrapped that, but it's just in the last couple of years that they scrapped that. Um, so I think in Jeng's time and definitely my time, uh, we started from age seven. So I had my first major test when I was 10. Yeah. So That's the first I, time I remember having a quiz even. Yeah. So when I see Jeng just having all this knowledge in his head, to me, it just gives me these wartime flashbacks <laughs> of secondary school. Like, <laughs> PTSD of uh, the PSLE is triggered. Different colored highlighters and (laughs) and files and yup, yup. Oh my God. Mm. Wow. I I feel like we should put a trigger warning on University (laughs) Challenge anytime a Singaporean is playing. I know. But, but, you know, it's it's a proud moment for me. No, for sure. You know, it's great to see a Singaporean just really take a shine to this competition. Yeah, there's only, what, four million of us on this planet, so it's cool when someone hey, makes you know, an impact somewhere. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I saw a Belgian doing equivalent uh, uh, numbers, so, you know, yeah. take the wins where you can take it. All right, so shall we move into some questions? I think we should. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is definitely the quarterfinals because there were so many questions that just went... Whoosh, well, you did pretty well on some of the history ones, as usual. Well, as per usual, yeah. Um <laughs> I especially like the one about uh, the poet Boethius. Okay. Because it was actually just a stealth way of asking wider historical questions. <laughs> okay, yeah. And asking about the two English monarchs that did translations yeah. of uh, the works of Boethius. Okay, yeah. I didn't realize it was... Was it very unlikely to do it? It was first Alfred the Great and then Elizabeth I. Well, I think Alfred the Great did... Uh start writing and, and kind of taking records of stuff, I mean, right? He was a well-learned, uh, highly educated man, very religious, mm. as anyone who's a great fan of the TV series um, The Last Kingdom is yeah, uh, I want love to know. Show, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously it takes some liberties, but there's some grounding <laughs> of historical truth there. And But I didn't realise that Elizabeth I was uh, also that interested in literature. Yeah, she was the Golden Age queen, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it makes I sense. Mean, it, it fits. I mean, the, the Golden Age for a couple of reasons. Namely, uh, it was no longer a provincial backwater. It actually had, you know, something uh, more than just, you know, mm. a little bit of a navy. Mm. But, yeah, no. That, more culture. Oh, for sure. More, yeah, more I mean, literature. Shakespeare started uh, sh- uh, rearing his head yeah. in that time. So, yeah, yeah. That fits perfectly then. For sure. But I also really like the roundabout mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Because it was fun to see <laughs> Imperial. disgusting thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imperial struggle so um, so much to try to name it. I mean, like uh, computational fluid dynamics, you know, geography, but you know, you're stumped on mushrooms, man. Well, I mean, you know, uh, mushrooms can be pretty stumping. Hey, <laughs> there we go. There we found a found a title for this episode, huh? Hey, there we go. But also, I have to say, what I really loved, and this is a very niche interest, which really hit home for me, was the roundabout. They might be giants. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Specifically, the historical events that uh, would inspire the songs that they wrote. I think that's a really great way to learn about music. 
Well, hey, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone knows the song Istanbul or Constantinople. It's Istanbul or Constantinople. Yeah. yeah, I do know that one on Constantinople. Yes, yeah, it, that's uh, they might be giants. <laughs> And uh, one last one I want to mention is the question on banknotes. Because oh yeah, I had that down as well. Yeah, I thought it was just—it's a nice way because um, I think people tend to give a bad up. People who like to collect uh, old coins and notes and whatnot. <laughs> but you know, you learn a lot about a country by looking at uh, their uh, banknotes bank and coins. Not just the people on them, but the the buildings. Um, maybe some local plants flora and fauna in the Singapore banknotes we have all of these so. there is an entire field of history that is purely dedicated to study of coins oh fantastic I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head but especially from old Roman times you could mm. learn so much about you know one way you found it because if you're funding a Roman coin somewhere up in the top of Norway why yeah, is it there no, that's fascinating and but it, then you can see you know not, yeah I mean also just how trade uh, what kind of trade routes there were yeah. throughout history but then so. you can see you know who was ruling because they always have the face you know yeah. and what they thought of themselves because are they yeah. particularly handsome like oh this person's a bit full of it yeah. you know also how many titles they have and uh-huh. you know the kind of uh, maybe they'll have a description of what kind of like royal image they want yeah they started in Rome I guess uh, Romans, the, well, the Chinese were doing it well before the Romans oh, okay. were doing it. But yeah, the Greeks were doing it. You had also all the ancient Persian empires, mm. the Egyptians. I'm not sure if the Egyptians had coins. Yeah. I think they did, but mm. I, I don't know. But yeah, you learn a great deal from coins and they are fascinating. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, these things, I quite like the question on the photos of the longest serving world leaders. That one was interesting because yeah. um, there were a couple there that I got that um, kings did not. Yeah, so there's Hun Sen from Cambodia. Ah, uh, yes. Then, uh, Cameroon and then Belarus. And it was funny that they kind of mistook uh, Cambodia for Singapore, which, you know, it's we also have one of the world's longest serving uh, leaders. Well, I mean, not anymore because he's not dead. Not anymore, but I think uh, for, for a time... It it was maybe 40 years or something like that. Yeah, it was from independence until 1965 to about, yeah, 90 something. 93, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so about 30 years, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, current one took over in 2004? Yeah, around that time, early yeah. 2000s, yeah. Uh, it's been so long, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Not that it really matters. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Absolutely, it's very interesting to see all these ones. And of course, the first picture round was capitals of states in India. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have yeah, to say, excellent. I think that uh, we should not be allowed to make uh, geography-based picture rounds whenever Imperial's <laughs> playing, because you have to give the other team a chance to at well, least I get mean, some points. So you know? they have to get the uh, the, the starter right. Well, that's in the first place. Well, yeah, it's fair, but you know, if it's a geography based, you know, ninety nine out of a hundred, you know, Jenga's <laughs> going to snap that up before you have a chance to even process just it. Get better players, you know. It's funny that you didn't uh, realize it was Tamil Nadu at first. Well, I was. I, I said Pondicherry at first, which then, is not a capital. It's not a capital, so there, I mean, that's why I'm not on university challenge. <laughs> Shame to your ancestors. <laughs> All right, so moving into some stats. Yes, time to stat me up, baby. <laughs> All right, so. Strange. Um, <laughs> so, in terms of final score, two hundred and thirty-five to Imperial, which is excellent at this stage. Phenomenal to crack right? two hundred points in the quarterfinals is yeah. unbelievable. So, really uh, well deserved. Congratulations there. Uh, Fifty points to Kings. Um, then, when we look at starter questions, uh, again thirteen out of fifteen for Imperial. Uh, four out of nine for Kings, mm-hmm. uh, and then bonuses. Um, King, so Imperial managed about 23 out of 39 bonus questions. So that's about 60%, give or take? Um, 58, yeah, 58%. Okay. 
Well, closer to 59%. Mm-hmm. And kings manage 6 out of 12 of the bonuses. So, so 50%. 50%. So, you know, 50% for kings, 60 for imperial. So it's not a huge gap there. It's just that imperial got so many more starter questions correct. For sure. Uh, was slightly more efficient on the bonus rounds. But hey, you know, I don't think that kings did too bad either for 50% um, bonus oh, no, rounds. We've seen a lot of teams get a bit lower than that as well this season. So. Well, I mean, the last time they played, they, that bonus record was worse. It was mm-hmm. uh, in the low 40s from what I remember. Yeah, so hey. No, there's definitely improvement. improvement on that part. And I think it was definitely just um, Imperial were just that much faster when it came to the buzzes. It's just that there were so many which really just kind of stuck to what uh, they are good at that yeah. they were able to catch so many. Which is what even Paxman said at the end. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, but then I- also there were quite a few drop points on uh, King's uh, side. Which is slightly unfortunate. Yeah, so incorrect interruptions are four from yeah. King. So that's 20 whole points that they lost. Three from uh, Rashid, which is... Yeah, um, um, and then two incorrect ones from Imperial. Yeah. But then when we look at, in terms of correct starter questions, we have Zeng coming in with eight out of eight. That, so he got every single one of his starters correct, which is that, amazing. I mean, this is uh, something to touch on Hutchinson numbers, like I, I said know, earlier. Right? That that be. I would love to see uh, Zeng versus Hutchinson. Oh, could you imagine the spot? flying <laughs> and then Sharif uh, three out of four yeah that's very followed good. by uh, Rashid three out of seven uh, Maze two out of three and Satinath one out of two okay yeah that's so bad oh yeah I do have to mention I really 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 felt for uh, Satinath yeah I know for, that for when one. he buzzed in and total mind blank it is the worst feeling in the world when that happens. I know. It's even worse when it happens in a conversation, which has happened to me too many times to <laughs> I know, admit. You know, you have it. It's on the tip of your tongue, but it's just not working. Especially when you're, you know, your uh, social media poison brain is thinking about so many things at I, once. I know. And it's just kind of working at 100 miles an hour. And then, you know, you have something you want to say. And then if I guess you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, um, oh, yeah. so that's it for stats. stats. Mm-hmm. Thank you once again to UC Stats for uh, yeah. compiling all that together. That yeah. was... It's always wonderful to have this uh, at our fingertips. Doing God's work. Absolutely. Making our lives a lot easier. But we have to put that aside because really, there's only one <laughs> reason everyone tunes in regularly on the uh, no Wednesday. No reason. Nothing at all. Oh, there's absolutely nothing else to talk about. But the best <laughs> dressed. And this is the most important. You know, Forget winning it. If you win our best dress, then you can walk out. I don't know where you're walking out walk. of. This is an audio uh, program. With your head held high. You can walk out the room or you're, you're, uh, you're in if you're listening to this. You're in? Yeah, you're the obviously. Room you're in. The room okay. you're in is what I'm saying. Or if you're in a car, don't get out. Park your car first, then walk out with your head okay, held high. Okay, yeah. Or just kind of do the weird, like, kind of thing where you're kind of juggling your head <laughs> side to side as you're proud. Don't let it get to your head, you know? Or let it get to your head. We're not, we're not your mothers. <laughs> All right, so on the count of three. Three. Four, three, two, one. Sharif. Oh. oh, we have diverged for the first time. Um, I, what can I say? I'm just I'm a sucker for those kind of uh, big uh, jumpers. Yeah, I think uh, Sharif was definitely definitely the most colorfully dressed of mm-hmm. the lot. Uh, kind of nice salmon pink orange top with a blue uh, hijab. Yeah, uh, I quite like Satyanath because he had a kind of simple black and white striped shirt on mm. with slightly higher collar. I think it was a very distinguished look with his glasses. You know. Oh yeah. He had a very distinguished look. Uh, of course, you know, bonus message uh, will go to uh, Rashid as well because he had a very similar look going on. 
I don't well, know. Has he, has he <laughs> worn those glasses before? I don't remember. I don't remember, but um, they were quite quite a distinguished look on him as well yeah. uh, because of the proper round uh, yeah. Uh, lenses. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, there we go. I did see that um, University Challenge Couture is uh, getting slightly annoyed <laughs> that everyone's wearing uh, just uh, the shirt <laughs> and jumper. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have to say it's getting, I mean, it's the quarterfinals. We're getting close to the end. Come on, guys. Break out your cosplay, your armor. You know, let's uh, give us something. Give us something yeah, to Yeah, I mean, at. she was calling for them to look like uh, the, the cast of Euphoria which I feel like Euphoria. maybe that's a little bit much <laughs> I'm going to put it a bit lower and say please come dressed as your favourite Avenger I was going to say the exact same thing yeah or the Suicide Squad if you want to be a DC uh, variant Iron Man and the Hulk and Black Widow just I actually I would I would love it if uh, Sharif uh, came as Iron Man and she'd have to open up the visor every time she talks <laughs> That'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. Well, yeah. And then Zeng would be um, Thor. <laughs> Why would he be Thor? I don't know. I just think it's funny. Okay, sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you very much for listening. And if you have your own thoughts about what happened, um, you know, obviously keep it polite, keep it constructive. Mm-hmm. But if don't you don't send ha- us any death threats, yeah, please don't. <laughs> uh, just yeah, grow up. But if you want to you know, talk like uh, actual adults, uh, you can uh, come find us at our socials. Yeah, and I, we'd be interested to hear from the teams themselves, especially as we're getting close to the end. Uh, you know, what are your strategies? How do you memorize that much information? You know, how do you do it? So we're on uh, Instagram and Twitter as I got that one. And you can even drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com. Exactly. So thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. But until then, it's been goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.